Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Nick, what's that contraption you got in front of your face? This is my speaker, so I can talk into it. So we're doing that real men of genius thing, so I got to get my wig on. I got to be the real men of genius. I don't know what that is, but okay. You explained it to me once. Yeah, it's like it'll hit the older generation, not you young whippersnippers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, okay. Let's let's get started. Okay, Jackson, go ahead and bring us in. We're back with the Real Triathlon podcast. No Garrick today, so you're listening to Jackson Laundry here with Nicholas Chase and the lovely Lisa Bacaris. For the hello, hello. First time we've had like an interview with just you, I think. So it's going to be pretty exciting. We're going to hear from Lisa, what drives her, what's been going on with her lately, how much COVID sucks, all that good stuff. So we should just, you know, I don't know. Where, where should we start with this, Nick? What do you think? We should let Lisa decide where to start, perhaps. Well, then don't ask me next time. <laughs> well, you were going to say, what were you going to say, Nick? Let's just see. Maybe you guys say it at the same time. Maybe you were thinking the same thing. Ready, Lisa? One, two, three. Collegiate. Solve it. <laughs> Collegiate stuff. You want to go all the way back then. Oh, we got to go back. We want to know the essence. We want to start the roots, then we want to go to the trunk, then we want to go to the the branches, and then, only then, we will hit the leaves. The leaves that are falling off the plant, the tree. Um, (laughs) Yeah, college, college. College was a great time. Loved college. Uh, (laughs) I actually went to uh, DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana, really hopping place, middle of nowhere, Indiana. It's a small division three liberal arts school. I think undergrad, it was like 24, 2,500 total students. So pretty tiny. Um, And I I ran cross country and track there, which was fun, even though I'd never run cross country before until I went to college. I always played volleyball and I actually anticipated playing volleyball uh, going at, at DePauw but ended up uh, pretty much not doing anything that whole summer before because I was recovering from stress fractures from my senior year of high school. Ooh. And yeah, that was- Fractures from what sport? Track. Uh, and I was, I, was, I was running track and trying to play club volleyball at the same time, which I would literally go from track practice and drive like an hour to like club volleyball practice. And I wouldn't get home till like eight or 9 p.m. every night. So. Oh my gosh. Dude, I, real quick. I think uh, cross country- is one of the hardest sports ever. Um, oh. I think every child should at least have to sign up for cross country or go to the military for two years. <laughs> Those are the two options. It's so tough. I did it. And I did it later in life in the air force, just like on a club thing for the air force, whatever. And it was the hardest I've died three times in my life. Yeah. It cross country tough, And it's, um, like let alone the practices are pretty hard, but like the racing, when you're race, racing on like soft surfaces, spiked. like uneven and it's, yeah, <laughs> it's way harder than track. That's for sure. But okay, uh, well, so when you run cross country, you're young and you just like, okay, we'll just sprint the first, you know, 400 meters and then we'll see how that feels after. And then you just like <laughs> slowly die for the whole race. Like it never, ever gets easier. You just slow down. It's yeah. Just yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like yeah, you, it's, it's like you get in your car, floor it for 45 minutes until the engine blows up or you run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> or, or both simultaneous, simultaneously. Simultaneously. Oh. Okay. Back on track, Lisa. Yeah. Literally. Yes. So yeah, I ran cross country and track throughout college. I'd, I'd qualify myself or I'd describe myself as a very conference level division three runner. I wasn't very good. Actually, the highest that I ever placed at a conference meet um, was in the pole vault. I finished fourth you in were, track. Whoa. We had a terrible conference in pole vaulting, and we were super desperate because we were trying to win the champ- conference championship. And coach was like, has anyone pole vaulted? I was like, I've done it a couple of times in my life. And uh, yeah, so. Coolest exactly. sport ever. Coolest sport yeah. ever. It is pretty cool. Unless you're bad at it and you can't actually bend the pole. And you just oh. like straight pull over, which was exactly what I did. I don't think I've seen a straight pull over. So I take back what I said. 
um just watch any high school <laughs> track meet only seen the olympics yes um but yeah and then, so that was a good time loved loved college and after college i uh got a graduate assistant coaching position at illinois wesleyan university another small d3 school in central illinois and uh i so i got my master's degree while i was uh coaching the first two years and then i stayed on for another three and a half years coaching uh, as a full-time assistant coach. And oh my that was God, awesome. That's pretty sick. I didn't know it was that long. So you worked as a coach full-time. Yeah. Full-time coach. It was awesome. Uh, super large. What? What sport? Uh, cross country and track. Oh, so you yeah. been like immersed in the running world for a yeah. while now. Yeah. yeah. I should theoretically be a little bit better of a runner. So then <laughs> after this three-year working for, as yeah. a coach, then did you start getting triathlon at that point? Yeah, I actually got into it in 2014. I did my first try. Um, I signed up for 70.3 Steelhead at the end of the summer. And the only reason I signed up for it was because um, all my other friends who were the other graduate assistants were moving out of town. So I was going to be like in central Illinois by myself with like no friends that summer. So I was like, I'm going to sign up for a triathlon and let's do 70.3 because that sounds like a great idea um i need to look back and see sign up your first one as a full iron man that's what like oh yeah that's what the usa thinks they need to do yeah they're like if i'm gonna be a triathlete i need to do an iron man but i think we need to look and see if i was at that same race because i don't know if i've done steelhead quite a bit being from michigan so i need to see if i was there for your inaugural and yeah i mean it was uh (laughs) it was such a um that year you had to you had to like walk you had to walk like a mile like 1.2 miles. miles yeah 1.2 on the beach and I just remember like I'd rented a wetsuit um the bike that I had was like a I bought like a $500 aluminum road bike and threw some like arrow clip-on bars on and uh just sent it I think I ate like 200 calories like the whole race <laughs> <laughs> all day long <laughs> all day long I was like I feel amazing not I just drink water and had one snickers yeah i just remember on the bike like there were these like like 60 50 like old people flying past me on the bike and it would was so annoying i was like what the heck i'm trying really hard like we actually ate food (laughs) (laughs) and they had like real bikes and stuff but i did i went like 510 um i think i won my age group which isn't saying that much um when back then it is i mean nobody was 18 to 24 18 to 24 age category. But I do remember coming off the bike and um, the pro women were on like the second loop of the run. And I had like, I started running and I remember running the first like couple miles way too fast, but I was like running with one of them. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. And then I I did walk at some points during that race. Hey, so I think that's a good segue. Like what, what point during your age group, like experiences where you're like, I want to be that pro athlete that I've, I want to be her. How did you decide that? Um, I think it was probably in 2017. It definitely was in 2017. I started taking triathlon like more seriously. Yeah. I, uh, well, all like 2014, 15, 16, I never swam or rode my bike outside of the summer months. So I was just like, that's stupid. I don't know why you would swim year round or Ooh, ride and that's ride followed ride. you ever since i found your i found your result you did it was that's 510 amazing. it was 510 25 <laughs> and you were uh you were 34 53 swim 244 45 bike 144 25 run which is pretty damn good and your yeah, transitions are- weren't that bad four minutes flat for t1 and 225 for t2 and you got to run through that deep ass sand jackson as you know yeah, that's that's impressive, I will say. And to be those numbers like right off the beginning, that's like maybe you didn't know at the time, but that's pretty dang good for a beginner. So it's no no surprise that you got to be a pro pretty quick. It was a yeah, I, I finished that race and I told my parents I'm not doing one of those for a very long time. Um, and it actually took me three years to do another half Ironman. Did so. you did you any racing between then, like any other events? Yeah, I did a ton of like sprints and Olympics, probably like four to like five to six every summer. Um, so, so your not love of indoor training has been there since the beginning. Oh, hundred percent. 
Okay, just making sure. <laughs> the deep passion inside yeah. me. I, I, I think I am stubborn more about it now, uh, just because it's like the riding in Colorado in summer is awesome. So Just because like everyone who's probably like, I don't know, a really high level anything coach or whatever is probably like, Lisa, you should probably do it. And you're like, you know what? F you, I'm not doing it because you told me. Exactly. Like it's like it forces it deeper inside me. I don't like, think it really matters. Don't I, tell me. Does it really matter whether you ride the trainer or outside? Like as long as you're not doing only one, like let's just say as long as you're not doing only trainer 100% of the year, as long as there's some outdoor riding, does it really matter whether you're on the trainer or not? Like you're just getting the work in. If you get the work in, you get yeah. the work in. The fact Lisa just goes out and bundles up in 17 layers and gets it done in minus That's three hilarious. is pretty epic. It's, it makes me a little tougher. I have had some some days where I like question my life. I come back so, sopping wet and like freezing. And you know when you get in the shower after and you get like itchy? It won't get hot enough either. Yeah, but you're just itchy and you're like, I'm literally clawing my skin off my body. Yeah, I think that's I because think that's of all the frostbite. blood. <laughs> Probably frostbite. Yeah, the blood has been gone. It's trying to get back. And it's like the skin is turned off the blood. So it's trying to just penetrate again. It's having a tough time. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Science. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely don't. I'm not a I need to embrace indoor training a little bit more, but uh um where did you qualify for your professional license? Yeah, in 2017. Remember those escape series races? Oh, yeah. 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 I did escape Des Moines. Um which was funny because like that Ironman Des Moines was just this weekend and we swam in that same lake. I think I did that. I was you at that did? race. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It was awesome. It was right before world championship 70.3. It was a week before and me and Montana went, did that race. And then we went to world. Oh, heck yeah. I've tried to look up results of that, but I've never been able to find them again. But I remember <laughs> I was like the top age grouper. Um, and I think the prize purse was high enough. So like, it qualified you it was, i mean so easy to qualify um it was easy back in canada yeah not if you not in canada not as easy as it is in canada in canada you just need to have a pulse and go to your doctor and get a heart whatever exam and then you're good oh wow i didn't realize that yeah, most countries lisa you just literally walk up and you're like hey i want to do that and they're like here you go professional athlete you've done it oh Luckily, I don't think anyone's really like taken advantage of that. Who's like absolutely not in any way close to being pro level. Well, they don't last is the thing. Like I've seen a couple people like qualify and they're like, they're like 30 to 40 minutes off the, you know, last pro. And eventually they're just like, they can't handle it. (laughs) They're like, can't be out there with the age groupers as a pro every race. Yeah. I think that's like a humbling experience is like when you first like in when you first go pro go pro or whatever like realizing how far back you are like I remember my first pro race was Texas 70.3 in 2018 and I remember like a couple yeah yeah and I just remember like being off like in a such a bad place after that race I remember crying I was like a bunch of age groupers beat me and I was like what am I doing with my life like I don't belong here like I'm definitely everyone who's ever done the pro thing has thought that I feel like, I mean, probably not, but almost pretty, everyone pretty yeah. spot on. I'd say probably at least 80% of us. There's a couple outliers who were just like, well, I just ran a 14 minute 5k for my whole life. No big deal. Just genetically gifted. And I figured out I could ride a bike, uh, two hours at every, you know, 56 mile or no big deal. And then, uh, you know, I, I learned how to swim last week. So there's like a couple of those people out there in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just like amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, you know what? The struggle is what makes it so rewarding. So you first pro season 2018. So you basically got two seasons in before COVID. That was it. Uh, one, really just one, because all of 2019, I was dealing with this weird calf thing um, that ended up being compartment syndrome. So <clears throat> I only oh. raced, uh, I raced two times in 2019. Yeah. So you're basically a, like still like a almost an early beginner level pro, really. Like you're just getting started. I mean, I, I like to think so, even though I feel like I can't actually like keep starting because yeah. I just have like a setback every other month, it seems like. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the 2019 compartment syndrome. You get yeah. diagnosed with it because your calves were always sore and stuff like that. Is that basically it? Yeah. Essentially, I couldn't like run without my calves feel like my right calf feeling like it was like 
pulling it every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's because the fascia is too tight in your calves. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they go and they put little slices in it to make it loosen up more. Yeah. They like cut the fascia from the ankle to the knee in all four compartments. I remember when you were going through that, you and I were chit chatty back then. Yes. Cause I had talked to you. Um, I, and I still wasn't like running or anything. Yeah. It was uh-uh. back in 2019 when I was living in the van for work. That was, like yeah, man. You know, the funny thing is you and I have crossed paths a lot in our little early careers. Um, as yeah. you, I remember <laughs> hanging out with you at the alt red tents back when you were slinging those things around like candy. Yeah. Still, still <laughs> am, but not in person as much. <laughs> you had like a, you had like a, like an alt red pill gun, just like, Open your mouth. Okay, I feel like I feel like we were doing a good job on this chronological. So you <laughs> but then we missed it. So you did the coaching until 20 when? Until 20 end of 2018. And then I moved out to Boulder, Colorado. Oh, and then you joined all red. January 29, uh, 2018. No, not yet. Um, I worked for this company called Leomo. Um, they were a Japanese company into motion analysis for cycling. I did that That's for the cool. first year and a half. I moved out to Colorado essentially I like moved out to be a, a pro triathlete and I just got my ass handed to me Ooh, every yeah. every group run every everything it this was, is like the e true Hollywood story yeah it was, it was good. okay so yeah. a year and a half with whatever Japanese company yeah and then alt red and that's when you do the band thing yep and get the compartment the syndrome got compartment syndrome and then COVID in 2020 and then COVID and surgery surgery like right before COVID happened um yeah i had surgery for covid that's funny which is so great because then they shut down all the like um races uh, well and the races and the mine was technically like an elective surgery yours mm-hmm. wouldn't have been because that was your shoulder blade yeah no mine wasn't but it was far enough before that like the last surgery was late it was in december before covid so okay. mine was like a little a little yeah. further in front yeah then covid and then yeah, end of 2020, I raced a. I came, I had my comeback and did that Huntington try. Did either, were either of you there that Huntington, Indiana? No, you did really well, didn't you? I thought you did Bear Lake Brawl. No, I didn't do Bear Lake Brawl. Wasn't, wasn't ready yet, but I did. Huntington was actually, I got a fifth there, but yeah. um, I had a mechanical off the bike. I was, I was winning. I was winning the race. I probably had like a minute or a minute and a half like into the athletes. Off, coming off the bike and then like 400 meters from t2 my like chain got stuck and then my chain dropped yeah. uh, did, you just, did you have to like run it in yeah i ran it in there's some uh, really awesome photos of like me behind Jeannie and like she's doing a pretty dismounted i'm like running in my like cleats with my bike next to oh me oh god i think but, i probably still would have gotten fourth or fifth in that race like maybe up one more spot but i wouldn't have like won it yeah yeah but then you you raced pretty consistently in 2021 um how i see it i say i would have like two really solid races at the beginning of the year and then it wasn't very good (laughs) did you get injured again or anything or was that just now um yeah middle of the summer last year i was dealing like i pulled a multifidus muscle in my back doing what i have no idea i think i just ran too many hills one week um, and that kind of lingered through, uh, world 70.3. Um, and I was having this really weird fatigue. So like 90 minutes into any exercising, like hard exercising, I would just like, I feel like my body would like shut down, um, which was interesting. Like I just couldn't push, like I would hit this wall and then I would get, I would just like fall off a cliff. Any answers uh, to that by now? Yeah, I got some blood work done and there were like two hormones, my like DHEAS and my like SBGH, which are like, um, I don't know. They're precursor hormones, aren't they? I think like, I know the DHEAS is like a precursor to, um, not a precursor, but it like starts the production of estrogen and testosterone. I think I know testosterone for sure, but one or the other. Yeah. My, my testosterone was low, um, lower for women and, um, I, th- I, for- I forget like what they said, but they said that because both those hormones are low, it would lead to like more fatigue. So, um, those are now like great and good 
now. <laughs> so sensing, sensing a bit of a trend, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Lisa, <laughs> is this the case where it seems as though you go all in, you go real hard and you get broken. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you get, you get repaired a little bit and then you go all in, you go real hard. And you go rogue. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Okay. So we're just now we're hopefully, hopefully, this is like the last all in real hard. And so now we're tell us what is present day Lisa looking like? Oh, like a the last couple months, I feel like yeah, we yeah. Need to touch on a sense clash or actually include clash. Yeah, include to be honest, I was in the best biking shape of my life this February which is probably like way too early to be in like great biking shape for the season. But I like hit crazy all-time highs when I was training out in California in February. Yeah. And um <clears throat> and then I like sometime at the end of that that California trip I like had something feeling in the outside of my hip or like butt kind of glute med area and and then that was like two and a half weeks before clash and then that pain kind of referred down to my medial knee. So like a week before clash Miami, um, I was like freaking out and I was freaking out when I was down in Miami with you guys. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to ride my bike, like, cause my knee hurts. So then that's kind of when it all started. I was able to race clash Miami, um, which was great. Uh, wasn't, well, I don't know if it was great. It was an experience. You got your bike bream and yeah, you, I made it Got some money. Like that was pretty awesome. I made a great paycheck. I would not, I did not race like fast or super well, but it was a good paycheck. Um, but I, after that, it was just kind of like this roller coaster of, yeah, I can ride. No, I can't ride. I can ride. I can't ride. And so I eventually in April, May, April, May, I saw my doctor the first time in April. Um, he saw a little tear in my like glute med TFL muscle in my butt. And we're like, okay, let's just start treating that. Um, did like two or three weeks of like strength training and whatnot. Saw really no improvement. I asked for some more imaging, got an MRI of my hips and my knee. And then they saw a, a couple of things. They saw that tear in my like, um, glute med TFL muscle, um, just partial tear. They saw an anterior uh, tear in my, uh, late hip labrum and then a tear in my TFL on my left side. <clears throat> so that's what I'm dealing with currently. My right knee is beautiful, which was great news. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of tears. Yeah. Any idea is the cause, was there a massive imbalance or some structural things that might've been off to cause the tear? Yeah. So I, I know the tear on my opposite side, my left side is a compensation. Um, cause I remember going, doing a long run and after that longer. And I was like, Oh, wow, this kind of hurts. Um, so I know that was like a comp compensation injury, um, on my right side. I don't know what came first, like the hip labrum tear or the glute med tear. Um, and to be honest, like tons of people have hip labrum tears and it's asymptomatic. So like, I think like 70% of people can have like tears in their labrum and just don't feel it and doesn't bother them. Um, so I don't know which one, is like mine are causing more issues, but I got PRP injections in all three spots three weeks ago. Okay. So, so then, and that usually means immobilize, do nothing for a small period of time based on where it is. And sometimes you can train through it. Which one did you have? Yeah. So I, um, the, uh, essentially didn't do anything for like four or five days. And then I got in the pool for four days and we were just going to progress like essentially just swimming for two weeks. And then we were going to progress to like ellipticaling and then running. And then we'll see about the biking because the biking is really the thing that bothers my hip the most. Um, but then I got COVID. So <laughs> I swam for four days and then I, I tested positive for COVID and was pretty much out for like a week or week and a half. Well, maybe I hate to say it, but maybe that's more recovery and rest for the body that was needed. Um, and maybe you would have pushed a little too early. So maybe it could have helped your, your hips. Yeah. I mean, like looking back, if I'm going to have to get COVID, like now is the time to get yeah. it opposed to like when I'm healthy and training really hard like that yeah. too. So yeah, just so, so injury wise, um, probably every one of our listeners has had some sort of an injury. I've Jackson has, I have, but Lisa, you've, you've had a, 
a, you know, a good build, an injury, a good build injury. You've still managed to have success out of your builds. You've got notoriety. You've had good results. You've made some moolah. Um, but how, you know, real talk, how have you been emotionally managing the ups and downs and, you know, what kind of advice can you give folks when they do come across the things like what you've been dealing with? Yeah, I think it's like it's this an emotional roller coaster, and like this injury specifically has been like super hard mentally for me, um, just because I feel like I got like a small taste of success last year, and I want to build upon that. Where really before I I wouldn't think of myself as like more competitive in the pro fields, and last year I kind of started to get a little like a sniff more of like the front of the races and whatnot. <clears throat> So I think having that just makes it a lot harder because I feel like I still am in that, like, I want to establish myself as like someone who can compete and make money and, um, and whatnot. So I think this injury has been the most mentally challenging so far, um, just from that standpoint. But, and to be honest, it's like still a roller coaster of, um, kind of, I think, I was talking to someone, you have to go through like the five stages of like grief when you have an injury, like the, um, and I don't know if it's like denial or, and then you essentially get to acceptance, but you get anger and sadness. So like, I've literally went through like all these phases and I still get like angry and sad sometimes just because it's really hard to be in Boulder where you have just like this Mecca of triathletes, um, that are on amazing shape, winning races, And like, this is my favorite time of the year when you can just ride your bike in the mountains for hours and hours. And I haven't been able to do any of that. So it's just like been life sucking out of me. Um, and I'm like, what I realized I need some, some, uh, um, some hobbies or get you an elliptigo. I know. Right. (laughs) Those are awesome. So real story. And I hate to say this out loud, um, but I guess there's a little merit to it. I did Palomar mountain climb in California and San Diego, like three times in one day once. And on the third time, um, you know, just completely pitted ruined this bastard on an elliptigo goes by me. He's He's like, yeah, I see you go up a couple times, man. Yeah. You look real good. It was, I was a mixture of accents and I'm sorry for that. But, um, anyways, I got passed by an elliptigo going up Palomar mountain road and I felt so terrible, but they're awesome. I've had, I've had plenty of athletes thrive on them. Yeah. I've never, I think I've tried one once at some coaching convention. I think people try them once and then they're like, can't do this outside in public. Sorry. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I hate, I, I, well, I'm working with my PT and I'm hopefully going to try like a walk run tomorrow. So like that's progress, which is huge. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you've asked me like the past week, how I am, it's either going to be like, yeah, I'm great. Or like F off, like don't talk to me. (laughs) I think you and Leslie need to just get together, have a couple glasses of wine and complain about the bad things going on because it's you need that sometimes with somebody to just lament with like leslie just you know passed out in her iron man and just that sucks i was just texting with her and i was like we need to go get some like pina coladas and just talk about how much triathlon you know Uh, leslie's always down for that oh yeah tonight after this podcast just go pick her up get in the uber or whatever and go but no i think how has your like you know i know you're super tight with your roommates and you guys are all good buddies like how I'm sure you've got lots of good friends there. Do you have like a support group that you're not like a support group, but like, you know, everybody has their people who help them get through this kind of stuff. Do you feel like you have that where you're at? Um, I think so. And I've just, I've heavily, I've been heavily relying on like more specific people and they've mostly like been out of the triathlon world, which is kind of nice. I've talked to Leslie quite a bit, which is, which has been actually really awesome, even though she's very much in the triathlon world. But um, yeah, my, my new boyfriend, um has oh, been yeah, new awesome. boyfriend. Foot stomp, yeah. foot stomp, new boyfriend. What's up? Woo woo. <laughs> he's What's he's name? actually his name is Ben Benedict. Ben. Benedict. Ben. Ooh, sophisticated ben. man. I know Benedict Martin. Um, yeah, anyways, but he's like not in the triathlon world at all. He knows nothing about triathlon. It was actually funny. We got invited to um what Ben waterfall racing Ben's barbecue with like all the triathlon couples. Yeah. And he's like, oh. I don't know who the fuck any of these people 
car and he's like we just hung out with like Jason West and and his uh fiance Jess like a lot the whole time and he's like we didn't really talk about triathlon um which that's is- awesome yeah. I honestly I sometimes just at a social thing if someone asks me about triathlon sometimes I'm like do not do this I don't yeah, want to do talk about it no one like, talks this about is it. what I do all the time it's just You're like you 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 remember you remember that one time when you were uh when you when you won that thing you remember that oh one? most of that or like people are like so how are the marathons going I'm like <laughs> oh most <laughs> most clutch yeah. question so like what's your what's your favorite part I'm like, I don't have a favorite part. It's all like every moment of every second. I'm like, I forgot how much this hurts. That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> how, how can I keep going? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. What's so, but I'll tell you one thing, not living with triathletes is like amazing. And what's actually really nice. And I was thinking about this, like for all of us on the, on the real tri squad, like none of us like live with another triathlete. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're all like involved and athletic and do their own sporty things, but not, no one like is super into it like us. And I think that provides us good balance. You know? I think it's impressive when two pro triathletes can like make that work. That's like, they must, they must both have a mutual agreement that they just, they have a time of day where it just goes off and they don't talk about triathlon because it gets way too much. Yeah. I feel like it has to, they have to, or it doesn't work out. I, I feel know. like every conversation is yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. Are you cooking dinner? No, DoorDash. Like that's it. Like there's everyone is too, You got to be too tired to cook because that's the best part about having a non-triathlon person in your life is they like aren't always effed in the evenings. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. For- so it's been it's been it's been great, and like yeah, my my roommates have been great. Even the ones like gone for a month racing bikes. The other one had COVID and was stuck in Florida for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> he no. gave me he gave me COVID and then he got stuck in Florida at work. He left. Yeah, that's so called karma. Karma. It's like that's what you get for giving me COVID. Uh, but yeah, so it's been good. Um, just trying to like find other hobbies or like figure out other things to do when I have so many more hours of the day. So what are you coaching? What? Sorry. Uh, coaching. I am coaching. That's been great. If you need a triathlon coach, let me know. It's, yeah. been, it's been so fun. I've really, really enjoyed that. And the good news yeah. is no one's going to get injured under your protocols because you know exactly how to do it. So you know how to avoid it. Trust me. <laughs> if, if someone's training for triathlon in any capacity, they will have the potential to get injured. There's yeah. just yes. at some point like, doing well, something. I did my first run in two weeks and got injured. I don't know what happened. And ran three miles. <laughs> or, and got injured. I coached a couple people and they're like, well, I was had a great day, great awesome PR numbers, and then I rolled my ankle on the curb, and now I broke oh. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. walking oh, to my car. Worst. Oh my gosh, that's those are the those injuries are the worst. Yeah, and I've and I've said this to a couple people over the past like month is that I'm so tired of overuse injuries. I've like contemplated just retiring from triathlon and getting into downhill mountain biking. Because like, what are the chances you're going to have overuse injuries? Probably not. You'll probably have a shit ton of acute injuries, but they're going to be so much cooler. Instead of of being like, oh, I kind of have this tendonitis in my butt. You could be like, oh, I shattered my arm. Broke my neck and I'm quadrupleting now. Which isn't funny at all, but that probably has a high chance of happening. We'll cut that out, Jackson, you bastard. It's not funny. It's not. No, it's not. I'm just saying, it's, like, it's like sounds cool until. Although, honestly, the chance of getting hit by a car while riding for so triathlon is probably higher than anything else. Because yeah, not I would, yeah. Good points, I though. I coach a Dakar moto racer. He's like fifth in the world, and I'm like, so how's your how you doing? He's like, well, I broke my back like three years ago. Oh, I actually was that was the first time. I broke it again. I'm like, you how do you just break your back all the time and you're okay? And like, just, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just small fractures, I guess. Not breaking <laughs> Sorry. Them. Go ahead, Lisa. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, it's just, it's sometimes it's just like, not that it's all about sounding, but I'm like, it sounds so dumb. I'm like, Oh, I just have this tear in my butt cheek. Yeah. Like, yeah. Preventing me from doing anything that I want to do. Isn't it so but, annoying though? And well, and then the annoying thing about soft tissue injuries is like it's not like a bone. It's like bones are like oh, six, heal quick. Weeks and you're good. It's like 
well, maybe if you do the right things, it can be anywhere from four to 56 weeks. <laughs> four yeah. Well, like the problem with soft tissue is it gets injured because something's not moving properly. And if you don't have someone who finds why it happened, it's just going to keep happening, which is yeah. why it takes so long to heal. And it's tough. Like people find different things that help with injury prevention to like prevent it. Like some people need to do a lot of mobility. Some people need to do more activation or yoga or all kinds of different crap, but it's a weird puzzle that a lot of athletes have to find is like, how do you just not get injured? And yeah, Nick had an Achilles injury this year. Why'd you put you out of running for what, four or six weeks or something? Yeah. Six weeks without much running. And I, it's not even gone all the way. Like I will have random days where I'm like, Oh, that bastard's still not all the way back to life. Uh, I just stepped on a curb and it's a bit tender. Um, but it's, it's not even the major muscles or the major anything. It's all the stabilizers. So I think, you know, as coaches, as most of us are under a really well renowned coach, like we're just doing a lot more less, less parallel or less linear motion stuff, more lateral st stabilizing stuff to prevent all that. So I think that's helpful at least. Yeah. And I think it's just at least talking from some more, um, like older, more like, I don't know, I guess I'm thinking like Jackie Herring. I remember talking to her before a race and she's like, I spent like so many years of the beginning of my career injured, like just one from one injury to the next injury. And she's like, and then I just started to like, listen to my body more. And instead of like always pushing, pushing or doing hundred percent, what like your coach says every time, like, being able to listen to your body. And it. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that I've always struggled with. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, gotta, you get in that mentality, especially I think in the group that I'm in here of like, always work harder, work more. Um, that's how you're going to be successful. But, um, that's not the case. It's like, that's you great, have to listen and communicate. That's a great message. And I just had an athlete this morning. I asked, you know, she had not ridden her bike for a long time because her hip had been bothering her. And I gave her a bit of an activation workout, you know, some one minuteers just to kind of spike it up and see how the hip can respond. This is, you know, months later after she's been feeling fine, riding easy. Yeah. And she's like, well, I tried to hit those same power numbers from before. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. All I was asking you to do was just put a little pelt pressure on and you went too far. And now she's like, well, then the hip started hurting. I'm like, well, what do you think is going to happen? Like we just get so caught up as a society of, of, of people and especially athletes and high performing athletes is harder. Isn't always the way it's just, you got to listen to your body. And I think that's so awesome that you're really tuning into that now. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, I would, I would say that I really struggle with like, what's a tight muscle and what's like a concerned tight muscle. Okay. I'm like, I don't know the difference. Then I just get to that line, the, the black and white line. And I just freaking, skydive over onto the, the bad side so yeah okay. but something i'm working on and You're just doing good yeah at this it's point a... i'm like at bottom of the barrel fitness so i'm like let's do everything right like i've already dedicated to the, taking the time off and whatever so um You'll bounce I, yeah, people, people ask me like well, are, well when are you racing next i have no idea maybe this fall maybe not this fall it just depends on like you know, where my body can get to. I do respect a lot of coaches who will tell athletes, like you're ready to race in the next month. I want you to pick a race. You know, I think that that's yeah. sometimes smart because if the coach is paying a little bit more attention to the numbers. They're more involved. Maybe they can see your, your face, your weight, all that stuff. Um, and I think that that's really cool rather than an athlete being like, here's the 17 races I'm going to do this week. Uh, go. You backed off because you got an injury and you couldn't race. You were going to do like <laughs> six races already by now. No, I was, I was going to do maybe one. I was going to do Oceanside. And I think that was the only one I missed. Oh, you were going to do the freaking South America one. You little. Oh yeah. Sneaker. You were going to go to Ecuador after class. That was, uh, or no, it was Chile on Chile or something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. So the two races I've missed, <laughs> but it's you know it's a revelation time time of my life i'm doing it I got kids yeah, i gotta man. be around i gotta be around for the kids yeah yeah it's crazy jackson you have kids and now all of a sudden he has like a 13 and a nine-year-old is that right 11 and 14 so 11 and 14 well holy i know but no diapers you didn't have to go with the diaper phase which is no if if anyone can find a single woman who has 
kids over the age of 10, they need, they need you. You got to find them and marry them. Yeah. Best years of your life. Amy, Amy's what she's walked by. Amy's like, oh, yeah. That's funny. I was just saying you how great everything is. True, <laughs> <laughs> because he actually was. That's the funny I was. Thing. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, Lisa, um, we obviously, I, I know it's probably tough because you have tunnel vision and you're a hard worker and you're so dedicated to the sport. Uh, you know, a lot of respect for obviously fighting through those low points because they happen frequently when you're injured. Even when I had like my little running injury, I was like, I will do everything. I will never complain about any run I ever get in the future. I will do it. Never again. I will run 6,000 miles in a week if I can from now on. If I could just do it without pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's well, so many of those bargaining things that I, I go through. I'm like, I'll never complain about not being able to swim 7,000 yards at practice. You're like, I'll run on the yeah. treadmill. I don't care. I'll do it. Ingram, I'll ride my bike inside. I'll ride my bike inside. Oh, we, you heard it here first. So, okay. One thing I do want to say that we haven't even touched on, but it goes without, kind of without saying, but for those people who don't know, Lisa has the most like positive attitude through all this stuff like even if some of it's maybe fake it till you make it like feeling like shit but just put a smile on like lisa will never you know bring other people down or be like frowny face or anything like that which i think helps your at i think it helps a lot that you just kind of always have that positive mindset because a lot of people would be like complaining and feeling sorry about themselves but you're like thinking about all the positive things that you can get from it which is super cool and i think that's how you've been able to persevere through injuries which will hopefully be less common from now on yes that is less per quarter yeah and less per quarter yeah less per (laughs) less per decade how about yeah (laughs) Um, yeah but it would um staying positive is like it's a it's a fine balance because i think you do need to be able to open up to some people and just like feel the emotions that you need to feel um opposed to just always trying to put like this mask on and cover it up but by and large like staying positive and trying not to bring others down or just like surrounding yourself with people, you know, that it are you're comfortable and you enjoy hanging out with or training with. So like, I, like, I just like, I, my favorite person to train with is Rinny. Um, just because she's so like even keeled and like, whatever it's like, that sucks. But like, she's like, yeah, I, whatever. You'll be back. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it'll be fine. It just sucks now. And like, whatever, there's more to life than triathlon. I have these two two kids like yeah yeah. yeah, whatever like I come home and I'm not thinking about training I'm thinking about like my growing children and I'm like ah you have such good perspective in the sport um just surrounding myself with people that aren't always like live breathe die triathlon has has been helpful too so So. yeah so kids um you got a boyfriend yeah kids together for like a month (laughs) relax there Nick. I mean, come on, when are they coming? <laughs> hey, look, I'm just saying everyone, everyone's talking about that mama strength out there and you're setting PRs I and I don't know, I'm just saying get a little I more know. estrogen and testosterone and hormones flowing. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like, I'd, I'd have to probably time it well. Well, I have to like get them to be like, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with this lady. So that's, that's just, the first step, I guess we should probably yeah. talk about that. Like, I don't True. know. So you're going to have like, to trick them is what you're saying. Exactly. I have to, <laughs> trick, I have to trick them and I'm like uh ben are you ready to be my sugar daddy yet like I, we've had that conversation a couple of times i'm like yeah. do you just want to support what's me he do for I... work let's ask that let's just get it out there <laughs> he does logistics and he specializes in like logistics to canada so if you know any of like so he smuggles drugs across the canadian u.s logistics board. yes but he's really good at it i guess that I could be know. a lot of things like he's really Wait. good at traffic like he knows how to organize it or, can you just or, actually though can we dive into what do you mean logistics canada um so like you there's like if you have things that you have to move okay this is how is that I, on his business card logistics he's an importer canada. exporter is that what he is an importer exporter no he like talks to like the the trucking companies and the the people that need to have stuff moved trucking so logistics like, okay i think yeah Cause it is like getting stuff across borders, but he does like us stuff and he does Mexico stuff too, but it's like how I initially understood it. And this is apparently not what he does was like, (laughs) he tells, (laughs) this is what I like described to people what his job was. I was like, he just tells people how many Peloton bikes they can fit in a truck (laughs) (laughs) and then tells the truck what time to leave and where they need to be. 
um but apparently that's not what he does a lot more than that i guarantee yeah i just um, love that he's in logistics like that's so perfect it's just like so vague he just what, what does he do oh he's in logistics <laughs> that's what i do basically i'm i'm in logistics like when do i want to decide to ride my what? bike and uh, yeah that's yeah. true actually maybe you can hire him and he can tell you when to do this. we're all in logistics <laughs> he's in so logistics you're doing your ride at 5 15 a.m but if you sneak that in by 5 13 you're gonna get an eight percent increase in revenues watch out for traffic it's 5 35 <laughs> i love it lisa um obviously as we've got to know you very well this year we're we're thrilled that you've actually i mean because a lot of the running conversations have been about you trying to snatch up a man so i think it's awesome that you've met someone that you're so aligned with it sounds can like just, can i just balance. like christian blumenfeld definitely missed out he missed his chance on this. so yeah. poor he guy gone, he could have gone sub seven not as a single i know yeah could have been I, he could have had someone so giving fast. you uh, loves and kisses on that finish line but no he went yeah, alone no. yeah he went alone um, do it, do it I, think, alone. I mean i don't know is he single i have no idea i don't but think I did. that those norwegians actually do anything other than train and race Training. uh i did find though that he has a tiktok um so that was entertaining today did, did he do any tiktoks um yeah he has some tiktoks up there they're from okay. a while ago but uh debbie uh photographer debbie had oh, like Deb tagged Kessler. him on the tiktok video so i clicked on it and i was like there's one of him dancing he was dancing in one and uh gustav oh. was dancing so you guys should check it out at least they have they do have a little bit of dry sense of humor we can enjoy <laughs> periodically that they enter i'm entertained by them um so so final thoughts lisa um if you want to leave any of our listeners with some thoughts or um you know any golden nuggets of lisa what what is it what does it sound like look like how's it packaged um what is that good what's a golden nugget of lisa like i mean like keep on dancing i don't know something like that like dance dance your problems away don't stop believing uh yes. <laughs> dancing in the moonlight pina colada solve everything I don't yeah know. like <laughs> i mean always stay positive just isn't enough because let's yeah. be honest if you're always positive there's going to be a, a negative that you're hiding and you're not able to you know talk yeah. about that so but you got you can't have super high highs because we know the lows are going to be equally as inverse so yeah. what is it what do you want to tell our listeners to do if they're injured struggling they hate themselves but they love themselves they want to train but they can't what what do you do i think i think my biggest advice is to find the the people that you can open up to Mm. and surround yourself and really cling to those people um especially when you're struggling because they can help you through a lot um but then i just think also keeping things in perspective which i'm terrible at sometimes um and not, I, and I hate the saying like, oh, it could always be worse because then it's like, then it's, it minimizes what you're feeling. Um, yeah. Cause it could always be worse. Like we could be dead. It's whatever. We could always be worse. But, yeah. um, I think just keeping, keeping perspective and in the time that you can't train or are injured, like focusing on things that you, I know people say this things that you can do. Um, and like maybe doing things that like normally you wouldn't be able to do if you were training tons so perfect what those are i don't know but uh if you have suggestions on a hobby send them my way i was gonna say take up chess just become a chess master i should i don't think i'm smart enough or yeah it's hard you gotta memorize so much stuff that sounds like too much work yeah and yeah that's the thing is like i want to work hard but like it's what about music are you into music a musician i'm like musically challenged Uh, but i did i i when i was younger i should have been an actress that's i was a good actor back in in junior high so why don't you join in uh oh what's that thing where improv Improv theater awesome i maybe i could i would probably branch out like my world of friends (laughs) yeah they'd be like what is a triathlon yeah they're like what is that yeah but um but i don't know hobbies are good people are good surround yourself with people who can handle your highs and lows and i always tell say like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with anyway so like if you got anyone who's a dick then they're bringing you down so you're doing a good job 
don't hang out with them then. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, when are you coming to Boulder or Colorado? Uh, I will be there from July 4th till two weeks after that. So I'm going to stay in Castle Rock with Matt, but I'm definitely going to be in Boulder probably at least for a workout each week or something like that. I'll go for like a, a big training day. So that'll be awesome. You could Sweet. ask if you could swim with us. Um, that's a no. You guys swim at like five in the morning or something stupid. It's crazy. Well, we swim at nine. Okay, I might be able to do that. But it's all the <laughs> way in Boulder. So then I have to get up at like seven and then drive all the way to Boulder. We'll see. I'm not making any promises. You might okay. do once a week or okay. Yeah, you I'm should. Not. It's you can experience it. <laughs> Someone wakes up and makes his eggs and toast, and maybe he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, all right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your story. Obviously, you can find Lisa on Instagram. You can she's very transparent about what's going on in her life. It's it's refreshing. It's great content. Um, it can inspire you. It can show you the way if you're dealing with these same things. Reach out to her if you have any questions on how she how to manage um, as a triathlete. We've there's always something to work on, whether it's swim, bike, run, gym, eat, sleep. recover. Sleep. Sleep. yeah there's always something so that's the that's a gem uh lisa we look forward to you coming back and racing obviously we had so much fun is a is a unit at watkins or um not watkins Glen, but um miami. Ash, miami. Miami. um we're sad you couldn't come to watkins Glen, but we will see you at the back half of the season of course you'll be fine we know it <laughs> don't stop believing you will be <laughs> Awesome. Right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Always good to see your faces. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. Let's sign yeah. this out. Wait, what do we do? This is Real Try Squad signing off. Peace. Peace. Out. I wonder if people just like mute it when we do that. Probably. Probably. They're like, like fuck off. And they're like, <laughs> they probably stopped not. listening like five minutes ago when we started rambling. They're probably like, we're gone. It's the best parts of the episode. All right. That's true. For real. All peace right. out. Bye. Oh, bye. Okay. I got ish to do, flying through the sky in my parachute, dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through.